This is episode 516 on the 4th of May 2022. Leadership games and leadership mind games have once again become the spotlight as far as the Indian national T20 domestic competition is concerned. But is that leadership switch important? Is it critical? I don't think it's that important. critical because how does this captaincy switch affect anyone it's at a domestic level one individual is retired the other one is already a part of the national team and okay that individual's captaincy record was not that good that eight games did not go in the team's favor but does it make a difference if the captaincy was handed back to the previous captain who took it sportingly or was this the plan all along or was this just a distraction tactic by the team to make sure that this discussion continues well as the current captain who was a former captain put it the former captain who was a captain for the first 7 8 game said that maybe leadership affected the game not everybody can be a leader but it has turned into an unnecessary controversy or an unnecessary discussion by the obvious toxic indian media it's not that critical it's not an important thing it doesn't make a difference who the captain at this at this domestic level is it has never made a difference it never make a difference even decades from now of course the captaincy transition was needed it was done it didn't work but then it hardly makes a difference but then that's the nature of this tournament which has its flaws one thing that this is a perfect tournament no it is a tournament full of flaws and it needs an overall but before that let's look at the teams who have zero chances of qualifying no matter the emotions associated with these teams and no matter the change of captaincy bringing about a change of luck and couple of close games and then finally a win well they have won three which means the other captain also did well to win the two games so it doesn't make a difference bombay with one win chennai with three and calcutta with four these three teams have absolutely no chances of qualifying they may win the last five or six matches but there are teams who already put a foot in the semi finals or as the moronic term playoff is used i use the term semi final because i think that's a preferred term playoff doesn't make sense and it has no meaning but these three teams have zero chances of qualifying at least for this year which means if they didn't which means 
how will that affect the team it won't affect the team once the tournament is over all the players of the respective national teams will go back to the countries and continue to play their international tournaments india will also go and play its scheduled international tournaments which means there will be a breakout star but we'll come to the breakout star later on and which are the teams which could be the top four teams in this competition well for now gujarat and lucknow have almost sealed their spot in the top two position so they will be vying for the top two positions they will be having the musical chair for one and two but as far as the last two are concerned rajasthan hyderabad bangalore punjab and delhi will fight for the last two which means the final two positions aren't sealed once again rajasthan hyderabad bangalore punjab and delhi will strive to fight for the last two positions and bangalore chennai and calcutta have zero chances of qualifying at least bombay they have won one game from nine even if they win the last five which they can or whatever their plans are they will at best go to 12 points you don't qualify with 12 points if gujarat has not still qualified with 16 points how can bombay chennai or calcutta qualify with 12 or 14 points and for these teams for the last two positions net run rate becomes a question but that is for the latter part of the tournament you always reach a stage where it's all about now solidifying your position as far as the semi finals are concerned the top two is concerned and of course the ridiculous rule of that the top the team which finishes at one will get two chances at the final spot which is interesting yet a little biased and but that's the nature of this tournament let's not get too carried away because it really doesn't make a difference so as i said once this tournament gets over players from different teams will head back to their national teams and play for national teams or those players who won't be selected will go home sit on the couch and enjoy they received a good salary they can take a break the ones who will be called to play for the national team as in india or any other country which means there will be a breakout star for the year 2022 who would be the breakout star for the 2022 championship and earn an opportunity in the national team remember most of the time the breakout star has been an indian because the individuals who are put in the voting are indian so there is no non indian player who is put in the breakout star category they have their own criteria for a breakout star whatever the criteria is so it will be a young 18 19 20 year old individual who has done well in this tournament and may earn an opportunity or may not get an opportunity because unlike the domestic team at the national level you can only take 20 players out of the 20 players only 11 can play out of which five or six 
are sealing their positions no matter what the situation which means even if there's a breakout star or an emerging player will that person get an opportunity to be a part of national team it depends on the egoistic national selectors who have their own criteria to select an individual and of course the debate is should players be selected based on the performances of this tournament one player selected based on performances of the five day tournament called the ranji trophy players have been selected because of that a few have missed out a lot of them have been selected if that can be done then this can be one category of course the the medieval nature of the thought process of the selectors which has always been medieval and a little backward one doesn't know what the selectors have in mind they not even come together to select the team for the next tournaments but on the other hand the australian national selectors have already selected their teams for the sri lanka tour which is still a month away and the indian national selectors have not even come to discuss who would be the 2021 players who would go would there be a couple of new individuals would it be the same old individuals would a few players not play i don't know what they have in mind why they haven't come to select i don't know what the selection criteria is will it be biased well human beings will always be biased human being will always have a slant towards something human beings by nature by nurture by birth by training by any other method they will always be biased so if the selectors cannot be accused of being biased because they are human beings they are also getting orders or instructions from the top echelons of the cricket board to select this person not to select this person or to not be influenced by the performances or to select persons based on this criteria or whatever the bias nature of their instructions are as i said who will be the they all this tournament is to play eventually for the national team who will be the player who will earn opportunity at best two or three individuals may get a chance not everybody succeeds at the national level and then the selectors have their own toxic biased nature of selecting and the instructions coming from the highest echelon of this particular tournament and the indian cricket board's highest echelons so it's if anyone's guess of course the commentators former players can advocate endorse a player but will it influence the selectors no we've always been excited this is something which is the flawed nature the indian part of the commentary team always gets excited by certain players and then they endorse that player to be in the national team because they have their own biases and prejudices associated with it why they love that player to be there one doesn't know so it's not surprising that a few former retired players lucky to be commentators lucky to be even earning a paycheck as far as that profession is concerned are 
endorsing a player to be part of the national team will that player be a part of the national team that depends on what the highest echelon of the indian cricket board want and what kind of instruction are they sending to the national selectors who are they, who are obviously not an independent group they will be influenced so what kind of influence and where the influence comes from is anyone's guess and as i said this tournament is flawed so if i was the tournament director or let's say if in a hypothetical world in an imaginary world i was given the chance to be the tournament director at the independent level which means no influence as far as the indian cricket board is concerned there is a lot of overhaul needed as far as this tournament is concerned because time management is one thing which this tournament doesn't take seriously and therefore that would be the first step as far as the tournament is concerned the start time for this tournament is 7:30 i would make it a 6:30 pm start time even if it means that there is less number of people are watching it doesn't matter 6:30 is the perfect start time which means the match is done by 10 pm one can doze off for a good 7 and a half hours 8 hours sleep that would be the first thing which means the timeouts which come in because which are borrowed from other tournaments timeouts with coaches and the staff come in to give instruction to the players as to what the next step would be would be limited to 1 minute and 1 timeout per inning not to 1 and to 1 minute inclusive of the hydration break which means you want a hydration break you sync it with the timeout and 1 minute timeout not a 4 minute timeout and then the most irritating part are the ad breaks of course one knows why advertisements are an important part of any tournament they provide revenue to the tournament and of course they provide revenue to the broadcaster fair enough but the ads are far too long and the same ads are just not no longer fun so ads would also be limited to 45 seconds only for when the wicket falls and not between overs of course ad allows everyone to take a breather to so go and take a breather if if you need a change of camera person change it in that time it really doesn't make a difference talking about camera persons i heard a few commentators hang the camera person for the effort they do they stand in the 45 degree heat not under air condition conditions and work hard and make sure that each and every part of the match is provided not a single picture to picture action is missed out but that baffles me it's not the first time you have camera persons telecasting a match of course there may be more cameras now and the cameras may pan on things which are ridiculous that's a different thing but camera persons have been a part of sport ever since sport became televised so all this thanksgiving is a charade is an illusion i found it to be funny i didn't find it to be a very noble gesture 
moving on to the commentators we look at players as spoiled brats i think players are not spoiled brats they work hard to earn that paycheck whether it's for this tournament or for the national tournament or for whatever they work hard for or for even endorsing the product which sponsors their team or sponsors the entire tournament the commentators and anchors are more spoiled brats because they have it because they retired they not they know they won't be evaluated they won't be judged they won't be fired or they won't be fined if they say anything which is inappropriate or not in the spirit of the game which is true for any sport and most commentators they don't really care what they say because they know they will escape they have they have, they are immune they won't nobody can fire them but i think if commentators are made to pay out of their own pockets for lodging and transport and the moment realize that they have to do this the ego might go away when they realize that the bus won't be waiting for them they will have to pay if if they go to, if they delay the bus they have to pay for, for the fuel charges or if they have to pay at the end of the tournament whichever hotel they are staying in for the accommodation charges the moment that happens it, there there will be a change of attitude and they will no longer say things which they should not because they know it can cost them so i think yes commentators anchors should pay up their own pocket no tournament in the world should take the burden of sponsoring or arranging accommodation and lodging for the commentators that should be done by them itself and that will really free up lot of treasury as far as the tournament treasury is concerned moving on substitutes are an important part of the game but in this particular sport substitutes are a very rigid kind of a thing which means substitutes are not allowed in a more flexible manner of course football has its own rules as far as substitutes are concerned you have to announce in advance who will be the four or five substitutes who will be coming in and going out well while that can happen here there is no need to announce who the four substitutes will be for me four rolling substitute should be allowed per team per innings which means a bowler can replace a bowler if needed if they feel that this bowler may not be able to do the job they can tell the umpire and the match referee before they start bowling that we will replace this bowler with this bowler and as part of the tournament rules you can do that it's not unfair it's fair enough same thing for the batter the batter can be substituted if a batter is making zero or five balls you recall the batter and send in somebody else i think it's fair enough there's nothing wrong in that it's not unfair it's not against the ethics no one cares about ethics when it comes to sport so rolling substitute should be allowed and another group of individuals who escape all the scrutiny are the umpires they make a lot of errors 
and when the players protest the players are fined the players are reprimanded for questioning the decision of the match officials but should the match official go scot free when they make an error or when they do things which are not part of the rules like there is inconsistency as far as wides and no balls are concerned they just give wide and no ball at their own whims and fancies which is fine but you have to if players have to adhere to the rule if players cannot question the umpire's decision then the umpires also need to live by the sword and die by it it's very simple means another match means player should evaluate the umpire after every match it could be biased doesn't matter players and of course the match referee should evaluate the umpires after every match one of course there's a saying that umpiring is a very difficult job in this sport let me tell you in this sport umpiring the role of the umpire or the match official on the ground is not as tough as the role of the referee in a wrestling ring or in the squared circle be it wrestling be it boxing be it martial mixed martial arts or such similar sports that's even a tougher place to do the refereeing in because you are in close proximity with the players and you are in danger of being knocked out just happened so many times i think the empire stand here like zombies in the in the standing position they don't even move for one one tenth of a centimeter unlike football and hockey and combat sports where the referees move along with the player and they decide the game as the game goes on so i think it's fair enough if the umpires are evaluated talking about evaluation we evaluate and we award a player in the form of player of the match and other unnecessary awards just to show that we have 20 sponsors and each sponsor can afford to give prize money i think i would limit that i would say the prize money at least on television would be only in the form of the player of the match and it would not take it would not take more than 2 minutes for the post match ceremony to take place so the awards would be only in the form of player of the match now in this tournament each team plays the other twice of course the rules may have changed for this year but each team plays the other twice at least which means the tournament goes on for 60 days i think it's far too long it's been far too long since its inception in 2008 i would change that i would make it each team plays the other ones like we have in a world cup situation which means the tournament time duration would be 30 days so if there are 10 teams each team plays the other once which means each team plays 9 or 10 times so what does that mean teams cannot afford to be lax and they have to step up the game from game one if they lose certain number of matches the chances of qualifying for the semi finals and the finals would be difficult moving on to the finals i would reintroduce the concept of or introduce the concept of best of three finals instead of having the playoff situation where you have at least three semi finals which is fine but i would have one semi final each and best of three finals which allows teams to revise their strategy if they lose the first match 
and talking about best of three finals and tournaments i would clear indian players to play for other domestic tournaments now this is a debate which has been brewing for long will this affect the viewership will this affect this tournament in terms of its novelness no it won't if you can allow players to play county cricket which is not even televised now a couple of players who are not part of this tournament who have not been drafted who are not part of the indian team for whatever reasons they are playing the they are playing the so called england's five day domestic tournament which is called county cricket how they do that does it affect the performance as far as the selectors are concerned even that baffles me but i would clear players to play for those tournaments especially those who are now in the retired category the retired players have no contract with the indian cricket board they are independent their only contract is with the broadcasters which is a separate contract i would say okay now now that you retired you can go ahead and play since you won't be recruited by any team go ahead and play for other teams other tournaments you are cleared it will not affect the viewership it will not affect the tournament as far as the tournament is concerned or as far as the the commentators keep on saying the best in the world the best in the world well we can debate the best in the world debate forever and then there are 50 overs and five day tournaments which are neglected which are not even televised or which are shown in the most symbolic manner one doesn't even know if it exists i would bring a similar pattern here where players would be picked through drafts glamour would be added so if a player receives 1 crore i would introduce the concept of having same concept which means if there's a team called lucknow or uttar pradesh in the ranji trophy or in the 50 over tournament i would make it uttar pradesh wizards or lucknow super giants becomes a is now a part of the ranji trophy tournament it doesn't affect its history it doesn't affect its the puritans can say whatever they want draft picks which means good quality jerseys which means good camera angle which means the commentators who are part of this tournament would be required to be a part of this tournament all the graphics which are part of this tournament would be a part of this tournament of course there's a selective bias as far as this tournament is concerned and the 50 over and the five tournament are concerned because those tournaments are hardly ever given the first page they're given the last page a small section in the back in the bottom of the last page that's how these two tournaments are seen and that's the nature because this tournament brings a lot of revenue for everyone for pseudo media for the indian cricket board itself for the broadcasters for the multiple sponsors for the players for the commentators everyone earns a good paycheck a good mula but i would bring that to this tournament and these are the changes i would do even if people say it's not fair enough as i said this tournament is not perfect it's full of flaws and this is the only way to make it better but it won't be done away with flaws and time management will be an important category and as far as 
the match finishing on time is concerned if a team doesn't finish on time they would not be only deducted their match fees they would be deducted one over if the team is chasing and they would be deducted points so one point for every time a team is unable to complete the match on time you deduct points it has a bigger psychological impact than deducting the number of fielders in the restricted area match fees no one gets if a team is at 16 points but it realizes that if they don't finish on time in the next match they will be minus 1 in the next match which means 15 points which means it affects the rest of the tournament they will want to finish on time and that's the only way you can finish on time but i don't think the tournament organizers the broadcasters the players the umpires no one cares about time management so why do i but i would make it a 630 start even if the viewership is limited or zero it really doesn't matter you presume that 730 people come and watch nowadays it doesn't matter you can watch anytime sometimes you don't even have to watch the full match you can go you can switch off your television half way and go to sleep that's also a thing that's these are my changes as far as this tournament is concerned and any other tournament is concerned This ends episode number five one six on the fourth of May, twenty twenty two. Stay tuned for the next episode five one seven on the sixth of May, twenty twenty two.